I love that in this story, the focus is is Jesus, because, right. you know, oftentimes it's stories of a husband and a wife that it can kind of apply specifically, like, well, the man did this right. and the woman did that. So good. But the fact that this is Jesus, I think that that men can look at that as an example. And then women can look at that as an, as an example, mm. too, because he was serving his disciples. And so we we we, you know, can consider as wives as well who are. You know, we could we can think of a whole list of reasons why we're not able mm. to serve. He's not loving me. He's been short with me. He hasn't been paying attention to my needs. I've been with these kids. You know, I've been hustling here and, uh, you know, working and many reasons. The, the list goes on and on of why we find excuses not to serve. Um, yeah. But I, I like that the story is real. that he's the focus so that we could all kind of use that as an example. Yeah you know, that, that he's our model, you yeah. know. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Rod. And this is Kai. And welcome to Married, Married in, in the, the Middle. Middle. We have been married for 18 years. We have four amazing kids and a dog named Papa. This podcast is about helping marriages flourish through the challenges of the middle years. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Rod. And I'm Kai. And welcome to Married, Married in, in the, the Middle. middle. <laughs> what's up? We are starting season two. And season two is a unique. Uh, we have a unique topic. It's on emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've been kind of diving into uh, emotional intelligence and how that plays out in uh, marriage in the middle years. So I'm going to give a quick definition for emotional intelligence just for reference pur purposes. It says, a person's ability to manage their feelings so that those feelings are expressed appropriately and effectively. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so stuff like understanding your emotions, how do I understand where I am, what I'm feeling, then how do I communicate those emotions in a way that's healthy, in a way that's encouraging for the marriage, and then how do I, how do I interpret my spouse's emotions and mm -hmm. respond properly to that. Yeah, right? and that's hard in the middle years just because I think the older we get and the longer we're together, yeah. we're settled, we're settling in our ways. Mm. Um, and it becomes kind of challenging to, we have to think, we have to be intentional if we're going to uh, have emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know, considering our feelings and considering where that other person is emotionally. Yeah. You know, being able to sense where they are, that's that can be challenging, especially with all of the challenges that come along with being married, you yeah. know, uh, in the middle years. No, like, sure. I was talking to a brother that's not married in the middle years. He was just, I met him today. He's been married for two months. And the way he's communicating to me is this idea of, I know her, I know where she is, I... I understand her perspective on so much stuff and and maybe that's true. Right. Um I've Good just <laughs> I've just been around enough marriages to know once you settle into that to that rhythm and mm -hmm. all of the other complexities come, right? It just becomes it becomes harder to read because yeah. we're changing we're from changing. season to season. Yeah. But then even the desire to read. Right. Right. What 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 this session is about is what's going to give me the passion yeah. to want to think about my emotions and how I express it. 
and how I communicate it. And, and where am I going to find the energy to communicate it in a way that my spouse understands? Listen, one of the promises we made to you is we want to be honest. We want to be transparent. We want to be very, very clear that marriage is messy. Right. Uh, I just believe all marriages are messy. It's just varying degrees of how honest people want to be about it. Right. Right. But this whole idea of emotional intelligence is so important. But this episode is about how do we find the strength to get there? Right. You know, um, and so we want to be very, very clear. Um, non-believers, people that wouldn't call themselves Christian, wouldn't call themselves religious, spiritual. Praise God that you're here. If you're listening, we're glad you're here. Yeah, if you're listening, we're glad you're here. But we are unapologetic, um, unapologetically Christian, mm-hmm. and we we get our strength for for this for this kind of interaction from Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, what I want to do is just talk about where are we going to find the strength to do this? Yeah. You yeah. Know? I'm glad you kind of gave that disclaimer because I think this session is a bit unique. Um, from the sessions that we usually do because it's it, we're basing it on a particular scripture mm-hmm. and we're really going to be focusing on that scripture throughout um, our time here. Yeah. And so it, it's very Christian-y today. It is. It is. <laughs> um, and, and we're proud of that. Yeah. It, because it's our truth. Yeah. 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 We love marriages. Uh, and and, and I, I don't believe it's just our truth. Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Right. He is, uh, he is the way. He has an exclusive me- or an inclusive message communicated in a way that gives you his exclusive reality, right? And we just find strength for marriage in that understanding. And so this is this is a joy for us. It's an, it's, it's an honor for us. We love marriage and we want to talk about it. Uh, this text is in John 13, 1 through uh, 11. I'm not going to read it to you. Uh, this is a passage where Jesus is at a meal with his disciples and what normally happens at that meal is before uh, you would come into a room your feet would be washed Uh, that was customary in jewish culture at that time because of the traveling on roads that were dusty and nasty and filled with animal excrement and all of these various things from a clean perspective, as soon as you walk in, usually the lowest ranking slave, typically a Gentile slave, would wash uh, the feet of the guests as they come into this room. Um, so the he is there, the disciples are there, and no one washes feet. And we're going to see, we're going to see how Jesus how Jesus responds to that. But before we do, I just want to talk about more of the of the challenge of marriage and. And a man's desire and a woman's desire to to get what they need from each other. Yeah, yeah. So we have a great uh, quote. It's from uh, Emerson um, Egrich. I I think I slaughter his name every time. (laughs) It's a quote uh, from his book, Love and Respect. It says, when a husband feels disrespected, it's especially hard to love his wife. And when a wife feels unloved, it's especially hard uh, for her to respect her husband. Um, And he kind of describes this as like, 
a crazy cycle because it's a cycle that continues. One impacts the other, which then impacts the other again. Um, and so it's kind of a, a wheel that marriages can kind of get stuck on, stuck in a rut where he's not loving her the way she desires or the, the way she needs, really. And she's not, in turn, respecting him the way that he needs. And then he's not loving her. And so it just, it just continues. So it's like if someone doesn't kind of jump off of that crazy train. Mm. Um, it, the cycle just continues. And I think that that's, that's where it gets challenging. And I think over time people kind of just shut down and lose yeah. hope. Yeah. Um, and, and feel like, you know, they, it boils down to there's something, there must be something wrong with this marriage. I must've married the wrong person. And it leads to divorce oftentimes. Yeah. And so this is why this is so important, because we're going to talk about uh, in, in our episodes, man, how do you how do you look at your wife and see something's wrong and try to interpret her facial expressions <laughs> so you can ask clarifying questions to help solve where your where your spouse is. But if you're on this side, you're like, I don't care what her right. facial expressions look like. Um, I'm I'm trying to to share how I may feel disrespected mm-hmm. or she's trying to share how she feels this love or unlove. And then what do we do about that? So no husbands out here batting a thousand, no wives out here have it all figured out. We all are in need of this introspection that we're going to see in our text and then how that helps us as it relates to emotional intelligence. Um, and so in our text, our text happens uh, what's interesting is 24 hours before Jesus is about to be crucified and he's at this table. Uh, his hour has come. Um, he's probably feeling the pressure of what's coming shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, after this meal, uh, he's going to go in the garden and pray so intensely uh, that blood comes out of his pores. He's under that so much, much pressure. pressure. Yeah. And if there's yeah. ever a time where somebody should wash his feet, um, somebody should serve King Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's at this last meal. Yeah. And he's there and no one washes his feet. And like, I just wanna talk to dudes who may feel like I work, I do this, I do that, I'm here, I'm faithful, um, and I feel like this is not being reciprocated mm-hmm. to me. Um, man, it's good to look at Jesus in this text and it's good to see what he's going to do regardless of how he feels. And if anybody exhibits emotional intelligence, it's, it's it's Jesus. Jesus. It's Jesus. He does not respond. This is so good to y'all out of how he may be feeling. He responds out of what his disciples need. Mm. And it is this kind of uh, uh, right movement in the right direction uh, towards loving his disciples that he shows at this table. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's so pivotal yeah. for guys. I think for women, too. I love that this I love that 
in this story, the focus is is Jesus, because, right. you know, oftentimes it's stories of a husband and a wife that it can kind of apply specifically, like, well, the man did this right. and the woman did that. So good. But the fact that this is Jesus, I think that that men can look at that as an example, and then women can look at that as an as an example mm. too, because he was serving his disciples, and so we 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 you know can consider as wives as well who are, you know, we could we can think of a whole list of reasons why we're not able. Mm. To serve he's not loving me he's been short with me he hasn't been paying attention to my needs i've been with these kids you know i've been hustling here and uh you know working and many reasons the, the list goes on and on of why we find excuses not to serve um which i imagine i don't know what was going through the disciples minds right. of why they had not considered to do that um yeah. but I, I like that the story is real that he's the focus so that we could all kind of use that as an example yeah. you know that that he's our model you yeah know? and there and there there are no quick fixes here yeah like there's no snap your fingers and everybody's feet are clean it's, it's no <laughs> like it's no just man this quick thing happening and i think in marriage we want that right we we want we Neat want and clean. Yeah. We want it to be tidy. Yeah. Without stress. <laughs> right. We we just want the person to change. Um, you could be in a in a counseling session and I could just hear someone say, I don't get it. Like why why do I have to keep saying the same thing so often? Why why can't they just get it? Why can't they understand? And what's going to be so important here, and here's where we're going in, in this passage, where this passage is taking us, is the way that you endure over the long haul in your marriage is doing the hard work of serving your spouse yeah. um, with the grace and strength that Jesus provides. Yeah. Um, there are no shortcuts. There are no yeah. easy way around this. You have to... You have to do the work. You have mm. to do the work. And so even as we start talking about some of the nuances of emotional intelligence, hear this first encouragement. This is going to be this is going to be a long, healthy process mm -hmm. of you walking faithfully in the right direction and that not being based solely on how you feel. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about but my feelings are real though. So yeah, I can just hear I someone mean, saying. Well, I, I like that you, you said, you know, through the strength that, that Christ gives us, that's kind of our vantage point. Like we don't, we don't have any other cards to play. Right. Uh, and so even just to take a stop, you know, to stop for a moment, because we, we counsel couples who are, are believers and couples who right. are not believers yeah. or maybe ones of the you know, one spouse is, one spouse isn't. And, you know, I don't know um, how, where you find the strength outside of, you know, Christ who is bigger than us. Yeah. You know, if you're continually looking to draw your strength or your motivation mm. comes from what that other person has done yeah. for you, yeah. you're going to, you're never going to have enough motivation to do what we're talking about. Right. It has to be something that's bigger because our feelings are real yeah. and they're deep and it, and it can hurt and it's challenging yeah. day in and day out to have to grind, um, you know, you, you, you almost see yourself, you're, you kind of get over one hump 
and then some time passes by and then there's another challenge that you have to work through but where do you even draw the strength right. you were saying to you know it's hard for us to kind of discuss those feelings discuss my feelings with that person but i think for for a lot of marriages it's they haven't they're not considering even talking about right. it like it's they're numb right. you know i talk about my feelings why why right. would i do that what's right. the point um and so I just, you know, where we draw our strength, if we can just do a little right. plug um, and encourage, encourage people that, man, if you don't, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, like, here's an opportunity, even if this is your initial motivation, I promise he'll take you further. Yeah. And I promise he's good um, to give to give that a try, because you've probably tried everything else. Mm. And how's that working out? Yeah, I think I think what you're left with is a logical defense. Mm. And so right now there's a lot of uh, stuff in the news on Will and Jada Smith. I, I'm still trying to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it's everyone <laughs> is talking about it. Um, I haven't had time to watch TV. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is talking about. It. I'm like, why is a sportscaster <laughs> discussing? But anyway, it's just this whole idea of. Some people are on Will's side, some people are on Jada's side, and it's just the idea of they're, they're putting together their Team logical Will. state. <laughs> Team Will. Daddy, get her, please. Let's start up. No, I, oh, it's, gosh. it's just this idea of like, man, he shouldn't stand for this. Look what she did. And then they start listing right, right these these offenses based on their interpretation right. minus the knowledge of what Will and Jada is experiencing and vice versa. Like it's, it's these people putting together these logical statements. Jesus is not hmm. putting together what his response should be based on the data and facts of how his disciples have been performing. Even though he would be completely like justified oh, to do if so. If he did, he would wipe out all the disciples and start <laughs> yeah, over. Oh like it's but, but he start with Judas. <laughs> right. But what what he does is he extends grace. Yeah. And and where do you get the strength for grace or gratitude? Like this is a Christian idea. Uh grace is you getting what you don't deserve. Yeah. And I think if we just look at it uh, as data points or everything is is ranked off performance, I think we I think we do a disservice. Yeah. And so in our text, I'm going to speed up a little bit (laughs) in our text. Jesus gets up. Takes off his robe. uh, Puts on a towel. Takes a basin of water and begin to wash the disciples feet. Uh, one man, one towel, 24 feet. Crusty feet, probably. Crusty feet, male feet, uh, unmanicured. <laughs> male uh, feet. <laughs> he's not, no socks, uh, no cold This is before men, men got pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's getting it, he's getting after it. And these men have to be thinking, uh, the the normal pattern is the master doesn't wash the the feet of his learners. It's 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 so anti what's done in culture at that time. It's anti still what's done mm-hmm. in culture at our time. And he's and he's washing their feet. He's he's serving them. Um, he's 
humbling himself again to do what needs to be done when the disciples are too distracted right. to do what needs to be done. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's what's needed in marriages. How do we do that on a practical standpoint? If everyone's sitting around the table, mm-hmm. or if you and your spouse are sitting around the table and you're waiting it out on who's going to serve each other first, and you're <laughs> like, "Well, I'm a really good waiter, and so I can really wait this out," um, how how do you find the strength to do that to oh, go first? Okay. I think I I think in moments like that, um, I have to kind of disengage uh, my entitlement. Because in moments like that, I think I feel, personally, I feel entitled because I can think of all the things that I've done and all the reasons why I should be served. Mm. Um, and, and so I think that there's a, there's a to some degree, there's, a, there's some surrender that has to happen. Yeah. And again, it kind of goes back to where our, our faith lies because surrender to who, you know, right. I sure don't want to surrender to you. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's here. not, that's Easy. not realistic. You know, it's not realistic when you have, you know, angry or um, disappointing feelings towards a person that you just want to say, oh, I'm just going to yeah. surrender to that person. I think in that moment I'm surrendering to God and I am, you know, disengaging from all of, all of the things that I feel entitled to. Um, to get up and and serve, yeah, you know, and wh- whatever that may be, that right. that may just be um, a touch to show you, like, I'm I'm with you and I'm for you, and I know it's hard, you know, but uh, you know we're, we're gonna get through this. Or um, if it's something that you need me to do, I think the other day, I don't know what happened, I don't even remember what was happening, but I got up and I uh, I. Oh, you weren't home yet, but I know you need to, you needed um, your clothes ironed. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked you what you were wearing. I got your stuff yeah. for you and I ironed. You remember that? I remember. <laughs> um, but I didn't want to do it, you know. But what I what I see in that, in my obedience to Christ, um, to even this idea of um, doing what someone doesn't deserve, mm. uh, really modeling after Jesus. Like what I, what I see is that walls come down, mm. you know, I see that you're more open. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more open yeah. and we, it draws us back together. And it's like in, in God's model, like he knows what yeah. he's doing, yeah. you know, and yeah. we don't because it's easier. It feels good to stay stuck in our ways. It mm. still it feels good to hold a grudge for whatever reason. Yeah. It just feels good to show that person I'm I'm giving you what you deserve. It's much harder and it takes maturity to give that person what they don't deserve. Mm. So Yeah. No, Hebrews twelve two says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross Mm -hmm. despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of god i think jesus models for us what that endurance looks like and as we talk about emotional intelligence we're we're just going to need that um over and over and over again you'll need to be reminded of that over and over and over again and so i just want to encourage you guys uh in that way jesus jesus goes first in engaging you um, Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinner, sinners, Christ 
died for us. Mm -hmm. He is the great initiator. Mm -hmm. He does not wait for us to get all of our ducks in the in a row for our lives to be put together. Some people say, uh, I'll, I'll come to the Lord when uh, I get my life together. You can't get your life right. together. You can't get your marriage together. Right. Uh, you need the intervention of God in your marriage. And so, man, my our encouragement today is for you to for you to experience that by yeah. submitting yourself to God and then by serving your spouse. What what is what does submission to God look like in a marriage if let's say there's two people that are unbelievers or maybe one person is an unbeliever, what does it look like for them to submit to God? I think oftentimes what a lot of times what we see is one person is a believer mm -hmm. and the other person is not a believer. And man, that's that's tough because um, a lot of, I guess, the spiritual maturity, the spiritual work is on that believer. And um, it's challenging to watch a person go through that yeah. um, where they are. They understand that, you know, that they need that they're obeying God and serving their spouse and, you know, repenting and, you know, just being obedient um yeah. that's challenging when one person believes and the other doesn't um for for people i think for when there where when there are two people who are um are not believers i don't really know like what we would we normally still even in situations like that try to point them yeah. to christ and it's amazing it's it's amazing because what they want in those sessions is for us to fix their spouse. Yeah. But we are, we're so limited. Like we don't have the ability to change right. a person. Um, and we always commend people for being willing to even come and sit in front of someone. Yeah. That's hard enough right. to let someone else into your marriage. But, um, you know, yeah, no, I think it's, it, yeah. no, I think it's in here. Submission. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's repenting of, of sin if you have a hard idea of understanding what sin is just just ask your spouse <laughs> glad sure to, they can roll out the they'll list. gladly inform you uh but it's this acknowledgement that your wrong was not just done to your spouse or done to your kids or done to your friends your spouse your your sin was first and foremost against a holy and righteous god hmm. and that sin against god deserves repentance it's you saying, I'm tired of doing this marriage thing my way. I've, I've tried it. It hasn't worked. Um, and I need to surrender to a supreme being who knows what's best for my life. And so it's, it's, it's repenting for your sins. And then it's putting trust in what Jesus has done for you on the cross. That if you would put faith in him, you repent of your sins and put faith in him. He grants you eternal life. And eternal life doesn't just start when you die. It starts mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And and sure. what does it look like for two people that have been forgiven, that have put trust in Jesus, that are walking with Jesus now in this thing called marriage? There's a whole nother realm of opportunities that's afforded to believers in marriage that just quite honestly is not afforded to unbelievers in marriage. And so, man, I would encourage you to surrender your life to Jesus, to find a community of believers that can help you along your journey. 
Uh, and then for you to walk out this life of service that Jesus calls you to, and he gives you the power that's needed mm -hmm. in what we'll talk about for the rest of our season yeah, and I to think do the really a, hard things. That's a great reminder, even for believers, because truth be told, you know, the, the rates of divorce are high for, for people who call Very themselves true. Christians as well. Very but true. to submit again, to submit again, um, to remind yourself of these truths um, and to submit to the Lord again for the sake of your marriage, for restoration, for hope, um, for legacy, you know, submit again like these things. Uh, were true when you became a believer. They're true now. And um, we know that it's hard, but that would be our encouragement, yeah. not just for the unbelievers, but for people who call themselves believers, you know. So last thing I'll say, uh, Jesus gets done. He washes uh, his disciples' feet. And one of the things that I think goes missing in this story is Jesus washes Judas's feet. Um, Judas gets up from that table to go betray Jesus with clean feet. Mm. Wow. And so even you say, let's say Rodney, uh, you know what? My husband, they are not my friends. They are my enemies. I can't stand him. He can't stand me. Uh, Rodney, this, this is, this is doomed for failure. Uh, especially for the believer. Uh, you still have motivation to love, to serve, to honor your spouse, even if things are deteriorating mm -hmm. in your marriage, because your your ministry to your spouse is not based on your spouse. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus can clean the feet of the man that is on his way right. to betray him, man, I want to encourage you to love, serve, honor uh, the person that you married. Um, and that's all we got for you today. I uh, right want to encourage you, like, subscribe, share. If there's somebody you know that needs this episode, send it to send them. It to them. Um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And be prepared for the rest of this season. We're going to go hard uh, as we keep talking about emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. We're praying for you guys. Yeah. I want you to know that we're praying for you. We think about you. We're praying for you. And um, just, just hoping for the best for you guys as you guys um, follow through us with us um, in this series. See you when I see you. Peace. Peace.